Michelle. Honey, anybody home? I didn't like the way the show started. They've given me the best seat in the house. Front row center. Hello everyone, this is Second Runs, a series where I, Marcos Nez, revisits games I played and loved in the past to see if I still love them today. Will I learn something new, confirm something old, or quickly realize this was all a mistake as I slowly destroy what little bit of nostalgia I have left in this world. No matter the outcome, I've accepted the risk and will continue my journey through the opposite of a backlog until I've destroyed my soul all in the pursuit of content creation. And on that note, the content created right here and right right now is for none other than Max Payne, the game Marky Mark probably never played before, taking on the role of the titular character in what is still one of the worst video game adaptations to date. Now, some 21 years later, I finally revisited the game for the first time, playing through the whole thing in one sitting with a break for food, mind you, since I'm an adult and won't let a game be the boss of me, and I'm happy to report, despite some remembered and not-so-remembered knocks, Max Payne is still as great today as I remember it being the first time I played it, and for the record, I originally played the game on both PS2 and PC, and for my second run, played the original Xbox version on my Series X via backward compatibility, which was great, minus one time where the motion comic cutscenes didn't display, leaving me with nothing but James McCaffrey's perfect narration to deliver the story, though. Honestly, does anyone really need more than that? Speaking of the narration, I can think of no better place to start because as iconic as the gameplay may be, Max Payne being the first game of significance that allowed us to feel like Neo from the Matrix or like the star of a John Woo film, their narration is the heart of the series and what makes it more than just a fun game where you get to shoot a bunch of fools in slow motion. James McCaffrey, who I assume most people don't know of offhand, I know him as the douchebag boyfriend of Uma Thurman in The Truth About Cats and Dogs, and others may know him as whoever the fuck he played on Rescue Me, delivers such a perfect film noir narration that, even when Rockstar took over the series and made a third game that barely felt like Max Payne, they still kept McCaffrey around because more important than slow-mo shooting, more important than the story, tone, setting, and basically everything is McCaffrey as Max Payne. Gogniti ran out of steam in a dead-end alley with steam boiling out of the sewer grates like all the fires of hell were burning high beneath us. It was shakedown time. It's part of why Marky Mark is so bad in the role. Marky Mark can be good in the right role, usually that of an overly talky douche, but Marky Mark has no grit to him. He has no texture. He has zero ability to make one believe he is anything but a tourist when thrown into a film noir setting. Not that the Max Payne movie even got the setting right. The opposite is true of McCaffrey. His performance in Max Payne remains as one of the greatest performances in all of gaming because it delivers exactly what it needs to deliver at the highest level. McCaffrey immediately grabs your attention, pulls you in, and makes what is ultimately a pretty dumb story, especially as it goes on and on, something you love because you just love Max Payne. It is because of Max Payne, McCaffrey's Max Payne, that the tone and setting come across as well as they do. I can feel the grit, see the shadows, taste the cynicism, and everything else that makes film noir what it is, but there's more to Max Payne than just his voice. While it was only a thing for the first game, there's no denying that, if you play the game back in the day, Sam Lake and his glorious face is as important to making Max Payne who he is as McCaffrey's voice. This is unquestionably a more nostalgic driven feeling, but it's impossible for me to think of Max Payne as anyone other than Sam Lake, at least from a visual standpoint. And if you're new to the series and don't know who Sam Lake is, he's the creative director at Remedy and the man responsible for crafting the world and story of Max Payne. Fun fact, in addition to lending his face for Max, his mother's face was used for Nicole Horn, the main antagonist of the first game, leading us all 
to wonder, was Maxman just an excuse for Sam Light to kill his mother with a giant antenna? The answer to that will never be known, but what I do know is that Sam Light's face is as iconic as McCaffrey's voice, and if they don't at least have an option to use his face in the upcoming remake, they might as well just throw that remake right in the trash where it belongs. Speaking of trash, as much as I love this story, which is trashy but trashy in all the right places and all the right ways, and as much as I love the world of Max Payne, even though it's just our world and not a different world starring Kadeem Hardinson with his Mickey Mouse-ass clip-on sunglasses I thought were so fucking cool back in the day, Kadeem Hardinson stars such film like the other Drive movie and The Sixth Man, there are a few elements I wish were trashed or more accurately changed, so I wouldn't ever question if the game was still the masterpiece I believe it to be today, because a masterpiece to me isn't perfect but something that just clicks, something you can't quite put words to, you just know when you know, just cause, which isn't a masterpiece, but maybe the second one is, but I'm a ways off from revisiting Just Cause 2, not for any particular reason, mind you, just because. The one thing I remembered hating about Max Payne is just as bad today as it ever was, and it's not that it's bad conceptually or wholly and completely poorly designed, but that, given the nature of how it's designed, a better checkpointing system, or better yet, reset system, would do wonders in making what is the worst part of Max Payne not the best part, but a part you remember fondly for how it made you feel, crushed and emotionally drained, instead of a part you remember despising for how it made you feel frustrated, annoyed, and angry. I am, of course, talking about the drug-induced nightmare sequences. From a story standpoint, the nightmare sequences are great and fall in line with the whole film noir vibe, where flashbacks are very much so a part of the equation. From a gameplay standpoint, however, the nightmare sequences are annoying as all get out because if you don't utilize the quick save feature, which I forgot existed since I was playing on Xbox and never even think to think that a console game will include a quick save option, and most really do for that matter, these sequences become incredibly annoying by throwing you back at the start when in reality should reset you to where you fell from on the hovering blood trail you're trying to navigate in the darkness of your mind, leading you to memories of your slain wife and daughter. But maybe that's the point. Maybe it's supposed to feel like a nightmare both in game and in real life. Life, but if that's the case, good job, but also fuck you. The nightmare sequences highlight the worst part of the game, a part you are rarely asked to rely on, tight navigation and platforming. Max Payne is a third person shooter and knows this most of the time. However, when in the nightmare mode, it trades guns for platforming and if quick saving wasn't a thing, I would be much angrier with the game than I am. Don't get me wrong, I'm still not happy about these sequences and wouldn't blame anyone for being extra harsh on the game because of them, but since you can at least alleviate the majority of their annoyance with quick saving, I'm fine accepting their weak points because of their story-centric strengths. But again, all they would have to do is reset you to where you fell from and all the bad would be gone. Quick saving is a fine band-aid, but a minor change in design would go a long way in providing a more permanent fix, something I hope is addressed in the remake and would be surprised if it wasn't. The other main problem lies with the gameplay, but I'll get to that a little later after I'm done gushing about how much fun Max Payne is to play, even still to this day. Plus, I'd like to get back to the positives before talking about the other main negative I have. While I still think Max Payne feels best with a mouse and keyboard thanks to the greater accuracy and control one has when free aiming, the game feels great on controller with a bit of tinkering in the options thanks to auto-aim assistance and aiming lock, which can be turned off if you want, which require you only to aim in the general vicinity in order to hit your shots. I'm sure PC elitists will shit all over the hand-holding, but for 
anyone who prefers playing with a controller or uses one out of necessity. I, for example, recently realized mouse and keyboard is something I can no longer do for prolonged periods at a time in my old age. The aim assist options make it so you don't feel like you're at a disadvantage when playing with a controller. But regardless of your preferred input, Max Paint is still a ton of fun because diving in slow motion with two pistols out never gets old. Even now, with the number of games with slow-mo shooting being significantly greater than they were 20 years ago, Max Paint is still amongst the best of them thanks in large part because of the way the camera moves with you as you turn in slow motion. I can't explain what it is, but it just feels right. Which is true for a lot of the game. It just feels right. I played many a game from the late 90s and early 2000s that don't hold up so well gameplay wise, but that's not the case with Max Payne. It felt great right away, leaving me feeling the opposite of pain from the very start and that continued until the very end, except every time I took a random grenade to the face. Say hello to problem number two, which is quite fitting because it's nothing but pure poo. Why the fuck are grenades even in this game? Why do these thugs have grenades? Why? You, you want to know why? It's solely to piss you the fuck off by killing you in the cheapest of ways or almost killing you so your once surplus of painkillers is no more. Painkillers being the way you heal yourself since there's no regenerating health system outside of a very minute amount regained when at death's door. Pills would hold the pain back for a while. Every grenade thrown was followed by a brief moment of do, do, do I, do I? Do I actually like this game? Because you never have enough time to react and will always take damage the first time before you know to expect said fuck you grenade. While I think the nightmare sequences only need a bit of fine tuning, the grenades need to be removed entirely or at the very least. Every design instance of bullshittery where a grenade is thrown as you turn a corner and the like needs to be removed because there's no way anyone could actually think this is good design. If you do, then I think you're also poo or in other words, do do. But really, I mean, I think you're a little crazy, but I wouldn't call you poo for having a difference of opinion. I'd only call your opinion poo, which is what I'm do doing right now. If you remove grenades, Max Paint is a fantastically designed shooter with many scenarios built to make you feel like the biggest badass in the world, some of which are clearly inspired by popular scenes like the lobby scene and the Matrix. While surprise grenades were always annoying because even with slow-mo you can never react fast enough to save yourself, surprise enemies were the opposite because you could react fast enough and there's nothing more satisfying than taking out an enemy who thinks they got the drop on you only to have them die immediately thanks to your quick wits and slow-mo shooting way. Enemies do grow a bit bullet spongy as you get deeper into the game, but with their spongy nature comes additional weapons with stronger stopping power like the Colt Commando Assault Rifle and the Jackhammer Auto Shotgun, both of which will destroy anyone in their path. And if you really want to teach someone a lesson, just pull out your grenade launcher and enjoy watching the bodies fly. I'm not saying the game is perfect or that it isn't without its frustrating moments, ignoring the obvious grenade related ones, but overall I had an absolute blast replaying the game. Impressive for a game that's now able to legally get as drunk as its protagonist. Speaking of getting drunk, I think it's about time I put the bottle down and wrap this episode up. I'm sure I probably forgot to talk about many things, but these shows were never Never meant to be all-encompassing reviews or whatever have used. Only a fairly comprehensive recap of what I felt most strongly about after playing through a game the first time for Attack the Backlog or a second, third, etc. time for second runs. For me, my second, technically third run through Max Payne was absolutely a roaring success. The gameplay held up better than I could have ever expected and the story, mood, and general vibe was just as good 
as I remembered it being so many years ago. The writing delivers the goods with both originality and a handful of fun references without being excessive, and the greatest thing I can probably say is, despite having just played through the game mere days ago at the time of this writing, part of me wants to do it all over again because I just had that good of a time, and if that's not sign enough of Max Payne's lasting quality, I don't know what is. Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of Second Runs. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me streaming games like Max Payne, you could do that here on the YouTubes, which is where you're watching the video version of this here show if you are doing exactly that. Of course, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, hit the bell, and all that jazz. If you'd like to get all my other links of import, you can go over to pixelatedsausage.com slash PX and if you enjoy what I do and what have you, etc., poo poo, doo doo, lada yada 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 yada, brother, brother, I'm losing my mind. But if you do enjoy any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense that away. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. <laughs>